Hello, and welcome to Create You, the personal growth and development podcast that will help you break through to better results in your life, work, and relationships. I'm your host, Jeremy Flagg, and thank you for joining me. Sometimes along our journey, we get stuck. Stuck in a rut of uncertainty, confused about what the next best steps are to take, afraid of another setback, and immobilized by all the options that are in front of us. But stuck can only happen to us when we forget to ask ourselves one important question. In today's episode, I'm going to share the question you must ask yourself when you're ready to stop feeling stuck that will help you shift your focus and move you to take action. So if you've ever felt like you were spending way too much time in one place but didn't know quite how to move forward, then keep listening as I help you shift out of feeling stuck. Hello, creators. Hey, it's your host, Jeremy Flagg, welcoming you back to another episode of Create You. Hey, I'm so happy that you have joined me today for our 53rd episode. So happy that you're here with me. Uh, it's actually raining and thunderstorming here in St. Louis, so I'll apologize in advance for any crazy noises that might take place while we are recording today. Uh, but, you know, hey, the show must go on, as they say, right? Hey, uh, you know, today we're going to be talking about your personal power. We're going to be talking about what happens when we get stuck and shifting out of that place where we feel like we can't move on from and how you can use this one question that I'm going to give you to help you move from feeling stuck in the same place to taking action in a new direction. So have you ever had the feeling of being stuck in a powerless place? I mean, it's a place where you know you can't go back to where you came from. But the uncertainty of looking ahead to the future and of what lies ahead, it immobilizes you and keeps you from moving in the direction you know you need to take. So have you ever been there before? I mean, I call it the tunnel of transition. It's where we have grown beyond a certain moment in our lives. We're no longer there anymore. So we know we don't belong in that place any longer, but we're looking forward and we're not sure, we're, we're very uncertain about where things are headed, so we don't go anywhere. We just kind of stay in one spot in this tunnel. So we, we can see back clearly because it's where we came from. We know where we where we were, but seeing ahead becomes very difficult because we don't have uh, any bearings on it. We don't have any ideas where it's going, you know? You just start thinking and you start waiting and you start, you know, pleading and wondering and making, you know, it just, it makes you feel like sitting still is the best option. Has, has anybody ever been there? I know I have been there. Heck, I'm a little bit there right now. I mean, we, I just get a little bit stuck sometimes with all the options and sometimes with all that stuff that we feel like is in front of us and, and, and then and the places we know we can't return to, but we don't know what's going on in front of us and we're afraid to make mistakes. And when we find ourselves in that place of feeling overwhelmed and powerless, it, that's when stuck shows up. That's when we feel like we're in mud. We're no longer walking kindly along the, the, the crust of the earth. We've now entered some sort of muddy state where we can't move our legs easily and we can't seem to find our way out of the place that we find ourselves in. And uh, honestly, guys, 
the first clue that you're stuck is when you feel the same over and over again, when you hit the same wall, so to speak, over and over again, when you, you know, you know, you need to do something, but you just can't seem to muster up the motivation to do it. And it's that all of a sudden that pain of sitting still, the pain of sitting still and not doing anything. That's the rut. That's when you're stuck, right? So it's not until the pain of sitting still exceeds the fear of moving forward that any real progress will be made. I'm going to say that again. It's not until the pain of sitting still exceeds the fear of moving forward that any real progress will be made. In other words, it's not until it's much more painful to be stuck in the same place and not do anything than the imaginary pain of moving forward has become for you. Same with me, same with you. You know, I was talking to a friend the other day recalling uh, a time when I interacted with an audience member at one of my workshops. And I was speaking to an audience once and I was beginning to sense the need to do a live demonstration of how coaching actually works and how you can transform quickly. Uh, And as I scanned the room, I asked everyone in attendance to raise their hands if they had come to the meeting that night in a negative emotional state. And uh, first I asked for positive emotional state. A lot of people had it. I asked for neutral. A few people had it. And then I asked for negative. And the negative people were all sitting together in a cluster in the uh, in the corner of the auditorium, in the back corner of the auditorium. I thought that was interesting. It could have been its own lesson all in and of itself because the law of attraction was in play. And whether or not you knew the other person sitting next to you, you both came in in a negative state and you attracted yourselves to one another. Hmm, isn't that interesting? And here they are sitting all together, around 10 people with their hands raised. So I continued further and I asked them to keep their hands raised if they felt depressed. And about half of those of those 10 still had their hands raised. And then I asked them if on a scale of 1 to 10, their depression was an 8, 9, or 10 on the scale, 10 being suicidal. And then one hand remained raised. One hand, and I invited her to work with me on the spot. I asked her to stand up in order to interact with me, and we had a group of about 100 people, and although she was shy at first, she eventually seized her opportunity to change, and this was the opportunity to get her unstuck. So, you know, I began to ask her to think about all the things that caused her to be depressed and to then relay all that stuff to us uh, in the room, uh, and just you know, give a stream of consciousness. All the thoughts and the events that come rushing to your mind, just let it flow. So she began to talk about all of her circumstances. She began to tell us about how you know her father was ill, her mother had cancer and was dying, her boyfriend of two years, uh, whom was the father of their two children, had just left her alone with no money and no car and no transportation because she just had an accident and her car was totaled, but she didn't have any insurance and uh, she didn't have any way to get anybody around and she felt as though she had no reason to live and she was contemplating suicide. And as a last resort, she attended the meeting that night looking for some reason to have hope beyond her circumstances, beyond her conditions. She felt stuck and she didn't know what to do next. Whoa, what a story. And, you know, like as she's telling all this stuff about her life and about her circumstances and everything that's going on, you could literally feel everybody in the room 
becoming overwhelmed with this report, becoming super sympathetic toward her and having a lot of pity toward her and not really knowing how to help her, but just wanting to affirm her and hug her and let her know that things were going to be all right. As I stood in front of everyone receiving this news and listening to her story, I noticed how the emotional energy in the room also shifted from a state of empathy to sympathy. And this seems like a subtle shift, but it's it's huge when you're in the condition of a meeting like that because empathy is the ability to understand what someone is going through, but sympathy is when you want to literally feel someone else's misfortune, when you want to suffer with them. So the feeling goes, it drives uh, down with them, so you try to feel with them instead of just seeking to understand them, which is much different. Because when, if I make that shift, the pity's not really that helpful, right? Pity and, and sympathy are not helpful. Because if I understand someone, then I can help them. Pity locks me into a feeling that can uh, betray my own sense of the reality of the situation. It can cause me to want justice for this person. It can cause me to look to put responsibility somewhere outside of her uh, instead of helping her understand better that in her situation, she has the power to remain in control of her life. So if I stay in a state of empathy and understanding toward her, and if I can wrangle the condition, the emotional condition of the room to do the same, which is what I had been tasked with in that moment, then I can remind her that the power is within her, not outside of her, but within her to change the way she perceives and responds to the circumstances she finds herself in, in the moment. Because it's just a moment, everybody. It's just a moment. Our life is lived in moments. We like to segment them into days and months and years. And we like to think about, what about that year? What about that day? But we don't really think in days. We think in moments. Moment to moment, things can change. Seasons can change. Moments can change. And every moment you have the opportunity within you to decide where you're going to place your focus and whether or not you're going to control yourself, your emotions, and take hold of the power you have within you to respond to what life has thrown your way. So what I did with this girl was I spent the next 20 minutes working with her changing her focus from the things that couldn't be changed because that's what she was focused on. She was focused on all the things in her life in that moment that could not be changed by her. And what I did was I shifted her focus from all those things that she couldn't change to all the things that she had the power within her to change. Her countenance began to shift. She stopped feeling disempowered. She started to feel empowered that she could make good things happen. And I could see the physical evidence in her state, in her emotions, in her body language, that a new idea had taken root. An idea, honestly, so simple. So simple to recite and yet so profound when fully grasped. And it's the question you must ask yourself when you find yourself stuck. What can I do now to positively change what's going to happen next? What can I do now to change what's next. Stuck is a state of mind that can only happen when we're asking ourselves the wrong questions. Questions, my friends, determine where our focus goes, and focus is 
primary to getting the emotional energy and the attention in the direction that it needs to go so that you can really shift and change your life for the better. If questions determine your focus, then when circumstances in our lives present challenges to us, then one of the worst questions we can ask is also one of the most natural things that happens. And it's this question. It's the simple two-word question, what if? What if I hadn't gone that way home? Would I have had that car accident? What if I had made the decision in my gut to go with that job instead of the one I went with? Would I still be fired? What if I had broken up with that person at the first sign of trouble instead of waiting until now when I'm so deep in the mud I can't find my way out? What if? What if? What if? It's a never-ending stream of questions with the beginning two words, what if, because why? What if tries to get me to hold on to the past? It tries to get me to look back to the place where I no longer belong. You remember that place? I don't belong there anymore because I've grown beyond it. I have I have grown past that moment. The moment is now gone. I live in the present moment. But what if gets me focused on the past moment, a moment that's already gone beyond me that I can't hold on to and I can no longer change. By the way, it no longer exists to me. The only thing that exists is the present moment. It's what I live in. It's where I'm at. But what if gets me into a different moment? It shifts my mind into a different place, puts me in a different location, gets me trying to hold on to a version of me that doesn't even exist any longer. So there's a better question, a simple two-word question that can get you focused in the right direction. Instead of what if, try what's next. What's next? What can I do now to positively affect what's next? What's next is a question that allows me the room to grow in this moment. It allows me the room to make a decision, have a consequence, and then make another decision. What's next? Next, next, next. Not what if. What if gets me focused on stuff I can't change. What's next helps me to embrace this present moment and make the most of it. What's next says that I have new moments and I have new opportunities for new decisions that will determine new directions for my life every single new day. I used new a lot in that sentence. <laughs> Whereas, you know, what if, what does it do? It focuses me on possibilities that cannot be changed, things that can no longer be different. But what's next focuses me on possibilities that are well within my control in the now. What's next is the mantra that empowers me to look at life in a resourceful way. And it does so for you as well. When you're focused on what you can do in the now to change your world for the better, it becomes impossible for you to focus on your past. When you're focused on what you can do now to change your world for the better, it becomes impossible for you to focus on your past. The fact is it's never easy for any of us to stare down that demon of uncertainty and conquer that fear of the unknown that feels so overwhelming that lies ahead of us. But it is necessary to stare it down if we are to live our best out of what's next in life. And it is rewarding because what's next just implies the next best step. 
Not I don't have to know the next five years. I don't need to know a 10-year plan. I need a 10-step plan. I need a two-step plan. All I need to do is make the next best step. To be stuck means I'm immobile. I'm not moving. I'm in the same place, not going further. But to take one step is to no longer be stuck. To take another step the next day is to continue progressing in a new direction. That's all it means, friends. What's next? What's my next best step? Don't give your power away. Don't give your power away with what if. Don't give your power away by asking yourself the wrong question. Getting stuck in a moment that has passed you by that you can no longer change. Focus instead on what's in your control, what's in your power right now by asking yourself, what's next? What is next? What can I do now to positively affect what's next? When you do, you'll open up a whole world of possibilities that you never even knew were available to you. Hey, come on over to the show notes. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Go to jeremyflag.com slash episode 53 and leave me some notes in the comments section. I would love to hear what you think, and I'd love for you to answer this question. What's next for you? What's your next best step? Hey, if you enjoyed the podcast today, then be sure to share it with all your friends on social media. I certainly appreciate it every single time it gets shared with a new person, with a new face, with a new mind that gives them the opportunity to break through to better results in their life, work, and relationships just like you. And if you really enjoyed it, I would love for you to take 30 seconds out of your time to rate and review the show in iTunes and Stitcher because it helps elevate the status of the podcast and gives more people the opportunity to hear the good news. And if you are a first-time listener here to Create You, then thank you for joining me, by the way. And be sure to subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud so you'll never miss another episode. Hey, as we close today, I want to leave you with this quote from self-help author Dana Arcuri, who said this, When we are stuck in a rut, we are being invited to grow and expand. Couldn't have said it better myself, Dana. And thank you for that quote. We are invited to grow and expand when we are stuck. So if you find yourself feeling stuck, just remember that the power is yours to shift out of that state of disempowerment and shift into your power by accessing it with one quick question and two simple words. What's next? Have a breakthrough day, my friends. And I'll talk with you soon. Thanks for listening. For more tips about how to create the life, work, and relationship you love, just head over to jeremyflag.com where you'll find lots of free resources and notes from this episode. And don't forget to share your comments with me. I'd love to hear your voice. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review for me in the iTunes store. If you're listening on Apple's podcast app, just click anywhere on the show artwork to reveal the show notes and click the link that says, please rate and review the show in iTunes. Your feedback is appreciated. If you'd like to continue the conversation, then please like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter and be sure to use the hashtag create you. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining me today on create you. And be sure to check in with me next time when I'll be back with another life-changing episode. You won't want to miss it. 
So be sure to subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud to get free delivery of every show. Until next time, this has been Jeremy Flagg, reminding you that you are a creator. You don't need to react to life as it happens to you because you have the power within you to create the life you love today. Now go and create you.